Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Menswear by a Woman and my next guest is someone that I'm absolutely fun I mean fond of her work. I am a huge 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 fan of her work. Um her name is Amy Shaw and uh, she's a photographer um of cars and one of my beloved cars are E-Type Jag and I can't tell you how grateful I am to Amy to come on to Menswear by a Woman. Um Amy, are you there? Hi, Amy. I am, and thank you, thank you so much for that lovely, lovely introduction. Oh, it's it's a pleasure you. to be here. I, I'm just over the moon that you're actually on my podcast, and I've, you know, you've had the time to talk to us. It's just like, oh my god, Amy's here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's crazy after this last year of kind of not really doing much to suddenly get thrown back into the deep end of oh no, we're we're back up and running, and it's a full steam ahead it's quite a shock to the system (laughs) well I'll tell you one thing when I got your email to say yes you will do it I was like screaming down the road with happiness (laughs) it's like (laughs) yes 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 you know yes you (laughs) but I just have to say your work and your images of the cars are just oh to die for Thank you so much. It's yeah, no, I I do feel so, so incredibly lucky to be able to do the job that I do. And yeah, I just I try not to take it for granted at all. Even on the bad days, it's still pretty good. I think I'd (laughs) rather be doing this. (laughs) I know everyone has a bad day, but I find it very hard to have a bad day on what you do. (laughs) Oh, I mean, you know what? Sometimes they're not bad days, they're just a little bit difficult. Like tomorrow morning, for example. So so tonight, after after I I finish this podcast, I have to um, drive down to, to Salisbury because my shoot tomorrow starts at six in the morning and wow. I'm not a morning person <laughs> wow well yeah I can understand that it's six o'clock in the morning it's like it's like when I had to get a train the first train to Paris at 505 and it was like oh my god I can't do this in the morning <laughs> I can't get up <laughs> in the morning and off to Paris you know but I wanted to know how did you begin um Amy in, uh, in cars? yeah yeah how did you really uh, with the car uh, so photography ba- actually ba- basically um I, I never planned on being a, a photographer at all, let alone a car photographer. Um, I, I just, it, it's by pure fluke that I've ended up where I am, I guess. Um, I suppose fluke and a bit of luck. And it's a bit like menswear, me and menswear then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's when it comes to something where you just innately feel passionate about something, yep. you just kind of plod along and then yep. opportunities appear and you say yes. So that was the basically what, what happened. I, I loved photog- photography. Um, I never thought that I could actually be a photographer full time. I just didn't think that really existed as a job. And I knew that I wanted to travel the world to take pictures. And I just thought I'd do it as a tourist over you know, years of my life. And then Basically, I was uh, I graduated university in something completely different. I'm actually a, a silversmith, or I thought I was going to go into like homeware design, and so it was a wow. Kind of, yeah, I wanted to be an astrophysicist. Don't know what oh, happened there. Uh, <laughs> well, I did want to be a meteorologist because I really like the weather. <laughs> and then I did like one lesson of geography, and I realised I was really bad at it, so I gave up and did art instead. <laughs> Um, so yeah, basically I was I was doing that and um, graduated and I thought, well, you know, I've got a few op- options. That I thought I'll go down next next route and you know bits of design here and there. And then I thought I'd be like a wedding photographer on the side as just like that's what my dad used to do. Right. And then um, my my dad used to also um, help restore classic sports cars and was always a classic car fan. 
And yeah. basically, friends of his had built this beautiful Ferrari P4. It's beautiful. Wreckage, oh, should I say. They built oh, my God. <laughs> you know? It's Exactly. And so I knew nothing about this car, but apparently it's a very, very expensive, beautiful car. And um, it is a beautiful car. And so from a completely, like, from, from as you're probably understanding yourself, from a complete design point of view, from yeah. knowing nothing about the thing, you can know when something has been designed well. And yep. You, yeah. You, so I just I looked at this car and um, I thought this is a beautiful thing that's on wheels. And so I just photographed it from a complete like photography shapes design kind of angle. And apparently the photographs went quite well and just went viral on the internet. And I was quite shocked. <laughs> so um, that started off fine. Basically, um, my very first client or two found me from those photographs, and then. From those two clients, I had another three clients from each of those. And then from those, I had another three clients from each of those. Wow. And it just snowballed. And within two years, it just it shot off. It completely and utterly shot off. So, um, yeah, I think after two years, I gave up the weddings because I just couldn't I couldn't fit <laughs> weddings and cars and all together. Because so, that was the other thing. I'd, I just started doing wedding photography. Right. And then I did one one wedding, which was a stunning wedding. And it got featured in, like, a lot of wedding magazines and websites. And then I got loads of weddings. <laughs> so I just became a photographer of equal parts, cars and weddings, weddings. for the first two years. And, um, and then, yeah, I thought, I'm going to have to give one of these up because my head's going to explode. And then I thought, you know what, cars are way more fun. I mean, weddings are great fun. Well, as well, yeah, of course. Like, but cars are. I've had more... many, many fun weddings. But <laughs> the cars, I think, long term, were, were, were what I really, really loved. And what's your favourite cars that you've actually? Oh, that's just really, your favourite really one. Tough. Like, so I mean, because I, I say I don't think anybody can truly answer that mm. question because it all depends on what mood you're in. <laughs> so, right. Okay. Okay. And like. Um, so for, I think for me in general general terms I would say like probably like 1960s 70s oh, yes. even then I'd go 50s and then, I mean, you can't really stretch a you know an era of cars 20 30 years no. I'm like that's quite a wide range of vehicles in that time yeah exactly um, but uh, just something with some really lovely curves and um, characteristics so for, for me I've got I've got three cars and um, I've got a classic uh, Mini, which, of course, of course, is my joy. I got one when I was 19. Um, I've just got a, literally, less than three weeks ago, got a 1974 MGB GT, um, <gasps> oh. which I think is the, the poor man or poor woman's version of an E-Type. <laughs> so, that same kind of, of slanted back end. I love it. Absolutely love it. And then I've also got a very knobbly tired canvas roof defender which is battered absolutely <laughs> battered and i love it so none of those things are e-types or you know anything expensive but i love every single one of them and then we've not even gone to motorcycles which are a complete well, beauty of their own yeah of course different a totally different um category there with motorbikes <laughs> as well you know um you know how um being a woman in uh, men's photog- uh, men's car sorry being a woman in um photography of doing cars mm-hmm. how do you find it is it because you know how cars are seen as very like um it's it's a very stereotype thing to you know that we've been taught like men, cars and men you know it's a, it's a man thing mm-hmm. and you know how the stereotype comes in like no it's not women are also there's loads of women who love cars as well how do you find it do you have you found it in a way that sense that they say yeah, so it's funny. Um, with the especially when I started, being yeah. a woman was both a good and a bad thing. Okay. So it was 
It was bad because, yes, people often stereotyped who I was and my abilities as a photographer and mm-hmm. um, my understanding of, of a workshop environment, for example. And when I would turn around and, you know, I say to, to the people, I'd be like, oh, no, eventually I studied metalsmithing and silversmithing. Like I've, I've literally soldered and welded and I, I kind of know right. my way around a workshop a bit. <laughs> and yeah. I've had, you know, a plastic car for quite a few years and, it was, it, it, I almost felt like I had to prove my worth to a lot of people. And right. that was tough initially, because obviously when you're creating something, as, yeah. you know, whether it's something, a piece of design yeah, or, of or for me, it's, it's photography, when you're, or music, whatever, if you're putting your creative self out there, already you're open to quite a lot of criticism. And that yeah. criticism isn't of, um, you know, just a part of something that you work for or whatever. It is, it is you, it's part of you, it's criticizing you. And so to kind of off the, you know, the start line, having to feel like I have to defend who I am as well as my work initially was, was quite difficult, I think, because, um, yeah, you, you're just constantly almost on the on the defense and you're like, no, I, I'm, I'm actually good at what I do. At least I think yeah. I'm good at what I do. I, I seem to be getting work, so I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, constantly hunting for validation, I guess, especially being in a men's world. Yep. Um, and then... But I also think partly my age was also a factor. So, I, you know, being literally a graduate, I was, I was quite young. So a young <laughs> girl in this world, it's, you know, it's, it's wasn't, it wasn't the easiest. However, on the flip side, because I was a young girl in the car world and I was producing fairly decent work, I, I, you know, it was, I was noticed and remembered more because it wasn't just, oh, yeah, do you know so-and-so? She's, you know, just this, that, and the other. It, it's, uh, oh, no, she's, she's actually pretty good. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> So um, that was that was a good thing because it did it did mean that I was I was remembered more and I, I kind of stood out not necessarily because of my work but because of literally being a woman which yeah. is a bit sad to say really and I sometimes think to my I have to almost remind myself because especially at the time I thought to myself am I only being noticed here because I'm a woman because I don't want to have like special treatment I want to I, I feel like I need to. Um, What's the word? I, I want to feel like I'm 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 there because I'm good, not because I'm female. Like I yeah, don't want course, to be. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, you don't totally. want to be sympathy sympathy voted in. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like it's the same thing. Um, you know, sometimes when I graduated from the RCA um, and wanted to go and trying to get a job in menswear and design, and for some bizarre reason, it was seen. Um, I don't know what it was, but it was kind of um, it was very hard to get a job in menswear and for some bizarre reason they thought you know women doing menswear it just kind of didn't fit in with them kind of thing Mm. and you just think no but you don't understand I'm very passionate about menswear I know I know how things work you know and I want to do this but I totally understand where you're coming from and it's sometimes you have to just you know when you just have to kind of blind and just carry on and say, you know, forget them and just carry on because you're passionate about what you do. But I also exactly. had um, yeah. this thing where um, I'm British Indian. So I also had this thing about, you know, about my culture and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. that came on a lot in fashions. And it was like, okay, you've got to educate people. You've got to tell them what your culture is about and everything to show them how passionate you are about your art as well at the same time so I totally understand where you're coming from because sometimes you just think wait a minute um I know how to do this design I know how it works and I just want to do this so Mm. totally agree with you um one thing I wanted to ask you was um you know how cars have always been a part of menswear um in fashion 
Um, of course, yeah. You know, you got Paul Newman, you know, um, Steve McQueen, mm. the, the most famous, you know, with the Jaguar, with the E-Type Jag, uh, you know, that yes. image. Oh, God, I could die for that car. <laughs> there's, you know what? There's, there's a fantastic photograph of Steve McQueen driving a, a, a Jaguar XKSS. <gasps> and he's got some, I think they, I, I, I think they're personal sunglasses on. And he's looking up at the photographer who's in the passenger seat, who must have like propped, I mean, it would have been himself, I guess, at the time, up into the, the almost the headrest of, the, of this passenger seat because it's an open top car and photograph almost down on Steve McQueen looking up at him. And so you can kind of see the steering wheel and a bit of the road wow, rushing past. Is- and it was like, that always that photograph stayed in my head, and then I had the opportunity to photograph um, David Gandhi, who was obviously almost our own Steve McQueen in, in this day and age. And I said to him, because he was driving, um, I think it was an XK120 Jaguar. And I was yeah. like, this is a great shot from, about of Steve McQueen. Can we try and recreate it? And so he drove me around in, in this XK um, Jag. And I, I was like, propped myself up in the, in the, in the headrest. And I, I, he had sunglasses on. And I was like, I've got basically what I consider the same photograph, but with David Gandhi. And yeah, I, I'm so pleased with that shot. <laughs> you know, and even, uh, you know, with the one with Steve McQueen, with the um, yeah the Jag in California, where he just, um, that image of that car and the way he looked, uh, it's it's such an iconic image in menswear, and mm. even like you know the Italian job, the minis of Michael Caine, yes. um, all of these kind of films, right? We we still look at these as a reference. Do you find? the same way when you when you're taking for, for a photography of cars would you do you try and um get those kind of images back again and recreate them in the mo- in the modern era yeah i guess so so it, it's not um as, as, as you said it doesn't always have to be something that's directly related to what you're doing at the time so yeah. for example um I, I my my inspirations are definitely more photographers from the past than people um that, that are living now so um like for me a lot of uh war photographers um street photographers yeah. like the, the obvious is Henri Cartier-Bresson mm. and um yeah just uh, people who used to shoot cars and that just the documentation around Formula One especially with people are people that have always been inspirational to me and it's definitely something that I keep those those shots in my, my mind when I'm trying to photograph things myself but because sometimes it's quite difficult when you when you've done a job for quite a long time it's difficult to try and be refreshed with your inspiration because it does become something you're very very used to and you're very experienced in and therefore I think you sometimes forget to push yourself or to try something different or to I don't know just just to try and experiment as well and it's it's thinking about those past shots I think which ends up creating these these new imagery at least from from my point of view and I guess it must be the same with with menswear design as well you you, you think just okay you know men have been wearing clothes forever (laughs) sometimes not but and then and then you think to yourself how can I how can I make this be something different and you know I I think some of these cars have been photographed millions of times in some cases and you just think how can my photographs look different and it is often trying to get in the inspiration from uh, previous photographers or not even photographers cinematographers as well I love love film and tv yeah. and and then also think okay what about the people who I'm with now because these people are the, are the people that are making this exact moment and this memory and this light and this situation so what is it about this that I can use so it's a combination of all of all of that that I think about 
in my head when I click a button. <laughs> Which film would you say that you quite enjoy that, you know, cars are involved? Oh, because uh, quite a few. Um, <laughs> some of the obvious ones would be... Um, like Baby Driver is great, yeah. but again, I love that. For, I think for the for the soundtrack, um, yeah. uh, Ryan Gosling's Drive is yes. beautiful. Yes. Really love that. Definitely. Um, oh, uh, so, again, sometimes you kind of love it for the cars, like the Italian job, the classic Italian job. Oh God, you can't not love that film. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then, um, but then in terms of other things, just into, uh, from from a visual point of view, um, uh, like I love the film Interstellar. I just think it's yeah. great. Like, it's music and, and light yeah. and and. Uh, have you watched the TV show uh, Chernobyl? Have you watched yes, that? Yes, yes, oh, yes. So, so yes. I'm I'm rewatching it right now. I've got one yes. episode left to watch, and that just beautifully, beautifully shot. And I it's yeah. I just find some of those. I'm like, oh, I definitely need to try and do that next time I'm on a shoot. Like, just think, okay, that's super low light and backlit, and he's got you know this this beautiful highlight in his face. So I'm constantly trying to absorb these bits of um, I'm just yeah, I suppose knowledge. And yeah. you must do the same when it comes to, yeah. to menswear design. You must must see something, whether it's a, oh my god, you know, there are times or... exactly there are times. I think the other day I was on um, I was getting the train right, and there was this amazing um, scenery of um, striped lamppost. Lamppost was in a striped blue and white and grey, dark grey. And it had green at the background. And then you had the yellow line going through. And I took an image of that. And I'm thinking, you know, that's so creative. In, a, in, in my head, I was thinking of designs of, um, you know, of items that I could do in menswear. And it was so weird. And I just put it on Instagram and just said, I'm getting inspired with just, you know, at a train station. But is anyone mm. feeling the same thing that I am? <laughs> you know? That's. Cool. But I mean, I think that's the that is a way of a creative mind works, and, and and it will always work. Like I'll be, what was it? I can't remember what I was doing the other day. Like I, I, I think it was even last night. I was um, I was recording my my, my own podcast, and um, at the event that I was at, I just was chatting to this this. A stranger basically and the way that the light was on his face what I do when I when I take a photograph I close one eye so I'm always winking basically okay, right. and but just, just chatting away I just kind of like close one eye like he luckily he didn't notice so I think it was a bit weird but I was just like oh that's 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 the shot right there you know the light was on his face and there's the big deep shadow behind him and I was like that's a really nice shot that's how I'd photograph that and you, you never really switches off <laughs> and I think that's no you don't creative you was don't. it like one of Billie Eilish's songs? It is has got the like the backing like tune is the the stop light start, uh, noise from from when you stop at a, like a, a crossroad and you yeah. press the button. Yeah, the waiting noise. Like in Australia or America, it's like this. It's a bit like that. Yeah, and so she and obviously she was like, oh, I think it might even be a brother or something. Was like, oh, that's a great noise. I think people who are creative are constantly picking up. Oh God, yeah, you constantly. It's it's like. So when I'm designing and anything like that, right, and I actually, I'm going to tell one a bit of my secret, actually. When I'm doing a collection or something, um, freelancing, I actually put all the images, um, all my drawings, and I get a mirror to reflect it to see the difference, what I like and what I don't. Oh, right? And great that is, idea. That is, everyone's going to do this. And this is something <laughs> I've actually learned throughout from university and all that stuff. And it 
basically helped me to think, oh, I hate that. I like that. Oh, okay, that works. And it really does help. But you just have to have that, um, you know, the creativity. It doesn't stop wherever you're going. You could be sleeping. It's still there. It's ticking away. And you're looking at things. It's like, you know, even in, at the moment in my room that I'm actually doing this podcast, there are things that I'm still looking at thinking, that's a great color. That could be this. That could be that. You can't, you'd never, ever stop. And I think you're no. absolutely right. Creative minds. They just don't, you just can't switch off. <laughs> you know? Exactly. But I think that's also the best way. It's where you create things that are just, like I was, I was talking to a, um, a, a wife of a, uh, one of Aston Martin's um, oh. chief designers back back in the day. So, and he's produced, uh, he produced some of the, because he's sadly no longer here anymore, but his wife is. So he's, he's produced some of the most amazing vehicles and uh, some of the craziest ones as well. And he, she was telling me that, you know, in the middle of the night, he'd just wake up and just like start drawing and scribbling down an idea or something he just dreamt yeah. of. And yeah. he was constantly doing these ideas. And he, he's got hundreds of, I imagine there was once thousands of these bits of designs of little bits here and there or quick sketches on napkins. Just, and just because you can't, your brain's constantly the, going. And it's just, it's, exactly. it's awesome the, the way that you get inspired. Um, I actually, um, every single um, of my Samsung phone, right, you know, in the Samsung Note, I okay. have all these images of illustrations. So every single, if somebody gets a hold of my phones, right, all of my Samsung phones, that's all they will see on the Samsung Note, of these <laughs> illustrations of men um, wearing clothing and all that stuff. And it's just like when I'm on the train, I just draw quickly because I've got to, I have this kind of, and, you know, pe passengers, when we didn't have COVID, they would just dare look into it to see what I'm doing. <laughs> and you'd be like, excuse me, do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like one of those things that you have to and inspiration i mean you should be inspired creative people are inspired whatever they see outside indoors wherever and it doesn't at all stop do you get to a point where you feel like okay when you stop and you don't you know when you're not doing photography or anything like that does your mind still carry on like saying oh you know if i did that photography that way or if i took that picture of that car that way does that still happen or can you just totally switch off um no i don't think i can ever truly switch off i mean no. i have, definitely have things that distract me but if i'm just left to my own kind of if i just had to sit in a room and I don't know, meditate <laughs> or something like that i'd probably be thinking of probably work <laughs> which um which is also yeah it's i suppose this is the slight different thing when um if i was to work for somebody yeah. i think my brain I, I don't know i've never i've never really apart from you know like teenage jobs i've never worked for somebody especially as a photographer i don't know if i think differently about photography as i do now because the suddenly when it becomes your own your own business you're constantly yeah. thinking about it yeah. because it's your, your livelihood your passion it's, it's yes. your entire life and it can be quite overwhelming. So I don't really ever switch off from either the business side or the creative side. And sometimes, especially over COVID, where I wasn't um, wasn't working at all, I would yeah. try to just keep in mind um, some of the things. Just basically photograph with my with my eyes. Just think to myself, oh, you know, that would be a great shot. Um, but also, I think the most important thing is, especially when your passion becomes your job, you lose a hobby. Yeah. So I try to remember, or at least try to still photograph, um, and it took me a while to get my head around this, because basically when I, when I started doing my, my job about I know five years in, I was I was tired. I was I was very tired of the job, and it was it was becoming very quite overwhelming. And 
it got to one Christmas and I just was like, you know, I'm not even going to take a camera to Christmas because I just need a break. <laughs> I really need a break. And then, you know what happened at Christmas? I was sitting around the family dinner and I was like, oh, that'd be a great shot. Oh, that'd be such a nice shot. I was like, Dad, can I borrow a camera? And I'm, there's me doing it anyway. So I, I just thought to myself, you know, it's still my passion. So now I do try to fo- take photographs just for me. So I've literally uh, last week got back from a uh, my, my birthday trip. So I turned 30 last week. And oh, have, I, happy birthday. Thank you very much. And um, one of the one of the, the, the just a silly thing, like I was, my my boyfriend like clean shaves his face every day, and so I was like, you know what? That's gonna be re- that'd be a really nice photograph. So he'd like left left it because he went on holiday. He'd left his stubble growing out for a few days, and I was like, can I can I just photograph you as you shave? And he was like, yeah, okay. And so oh, and then I was like. So, but for me, for that like personal kind of shoot, I just thought, oh, I love, you know, the, it was, the, the, the place we were staying was beautiful, like one single light over the, the bathroom mirror. And I was just like, it was great light. And I thought, oh, yeah, it's much better than my dodgy bathroom <laughs> down here. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is a really nice moment. So I think always when you're, when you're trying to continue, if you end up doing something that you, that you love as, yeah. as a job, yeah. you do have to try and remember that you love it for just what it is and yep. it, it's not just a job and that, that can be very difficult especially to try and switch your because you never I mean there's the great quote um if you love what you do you never work a day in your life yeah and I love that you, quote it's it, it, but it's it's so true so I, yeah, I feel 100%. like I never truly work but at the same time I feel like I never truly don't work I feel like I'm working all the time but I also feel like I'm never working so it's it's quite a difficult mental balance <laughs> um I think by trying to split it into the the, the, the bits that you love to do for yourself yeah. um it's definitely a way to to try and kind of uh, split those those two sides of the brain or something like that is there um more women being involved in men's um in cars at the moment do you think? Um, in different aspects, yes. Right. It's definitely still very male-dominated. But, yeah. uh, for example, last night I was sat around a table and it was um, – we had two uh, – uh, no, yeah, two, two guys and three girls. And okay. uh, the, the there was myself, there was a, a, a friend of mine who's a, a car designer, and she's brilliant. She's she's a brilliant girl. And there's another girl that was there who was, you know, a classic car lover and pa- just completely passionate about it. And so – I just thought, oh, this is interesting. I'm at a table where the women are outweighing the men here. This is quite cool. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I def- it's, the, it's definitely, the scales are tipping. I don't think they will ever really be completely 50-50. And I just yeah. think that's just the, the the way that it is, and you know, yeah. natural interests. And um, like, for example, I know, I'm looking at some flowers on my table right now, floristry. I can't ever, you know, they're definitely, I've worked with male florists, but yeah. I definitely have worked with a lot more female florists and I can't ever imagine that would become 50-50. I think there, there are certain things that will end up just becoming always will be outweighed however yeah. in the car world and the motorcycle world as well there are definitely a lot more women coming into it and thinking actually no I've, I've got some great ideas here and I can I can make whatever we're trying to do better so um that's that's really cool and it, it is cool that also especially with the, with the motorcycle side of things um it's you know it's not like cars where you can just wear you know your normal clothes and get in a car no. With motorcycles you need to be geared up for a motorcycle so Definitely. you need your gloves and your helmet your trousers your, your jacket and that has been for me the most frustrating thing I think is um the lack of availability to find women's wear in motorcycles because yeah I admit there's there's probably I think I read statistics I think it's like 18 percent of riders in the UK are female so mm-hmm. you know there's wow. not loads and I understand from a business point of view that people you know brands aren't going to go and spend hours and hours and hours designing things for women because it's not going to sell, sell loads. Um, 
However, when it, for the people that are the, one of those 18%, <laughs> we are frustrated because we're like, where is stuff for us? You know, we yeah, are still exactly. here. We're still, you know, using these, these, these machines. And, um, I yeah I, I fairly recently um, wrote on to I you know had a little rant on social media being like what are all these brands doing they're not representing women not only in the the clothing side of things but also the actual products the actual motorcycle brands I was quite disappointed in how many of them didn't show women riding or only showed them as pillion or I just was like that no but you know we are we are part of this as well so um, yeah I don't know if you've come across this but there's this Instagram where the women in India are traveling in Enfield bikes and it's like a major, major on social media. And mm. you see all these Indian women ride, riding the Enfield bike, right? And I don't know if you've come across on the Instagram. And Not yet. No, you'll have to send it, send it to me. It is absolutely amazing it's just like it was an eye-opening for me actually I'm thinking oh my god there's all these women in India and they're adventurous and they're riding the Enfield bike and it's just like amazing because Enfield bike in India is huge it's like the mm. car ambassador you know the car I don't know if you've come across it's a very classic car called ambassador in India uh, yes and yeah, I no, saw I one in London <laughs> someone actually <laughs> Honestly, I spoke to the guy and he actually got it from India and he redeveloped it and everything. And it was a car that I just think, oh, my God, you're driving it around in London. And, and he said it's he loves it. And I thought, oh, God, I would love to have one of these here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well you can always get them get one over here but yeah. why not fly over and drive back that would be an adventure I mean, oh that'd be an adventure totally <laughs> <laughs> but the ambassador and um the ambassador car is absolutely beautiful i've always i mean cars like that are going out of india you know because they're really into the modern cars and they're not mm -hmm. you know not looking at vintage cars but ambassador cars right when i saw this and it was a navy blue a really really dark navy and when I saw this when this guy was doing it up and all that stuff and I spoke to him and he said it took a long time to bring it over to the country to London and the amount of work he's done to it restored it and all that stuff I mean I can't tell you I, I mean I, I was like could you do me could you get me one please <laughs> you know? I'm just looking at a photograph of one I don't think I've ever really looked at one I mean you notice them but then actually looking at them they're, they're cute little things they almost look like they're huge no they're big minis. They, they are mini they're just like a um, bigger version of a mini <laughs> yeah it's like if a mini became an actual full proper four seater and <laughs> yeah, exactly. kind of a little bit wider it actually looks a bit like a mini how fascinating it's absolutely beautiful car and it's one of those it's a very classic car um and the gear is actually on the steering, like you know. Oh well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like the love child between a mini and a Morris Minor. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like okay, um, but you know, it's like the front. You can have about four people sitting on the front. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you can have four people sitting at the front, and you can probably have about six people sitting at the back. You know? <laughs> incredible. So if you want to ever use one as a bus, then that is your yeah, that is your you know. But it's a lovely, lovely classic car, and a lot of people don't know about it. But I was fascinated when I saw one a few weeks back in London. I'm thinking, mm. how did you bring this over? <laughs> you know, is this still around? <laughs> you know, which one? What with minis, right? Um, I love minis, right? Which one would you say is your? Um, you know, would you go for the classic or would you say 
the modern version of mini nowadays? Oh, so, I mean, for, for me, because I've got a classic, I'm going to have to initially go with classic. Like, I love them. They're, they're just, they're adorable. They're tiny. They're, I think, especially after watching things like The Italian Job, you, oh, you just, yeah. you can't help but can appreciate them at least, even if you don't like them. And they will always be, in terms of, a, you know, simple car design, just beautiful and I, 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 I'm always going to have a soft spot for them but <laughs> what's funny with the, with the new minis um, a mini contacted me a, a couple of years back and basically said look you know we'd love for you, for you to have long term loans of minis and um, just because you it put makes my sense name on there, for, Amy. for you <laughs> it's it's I don't know how I end up getting offered these vehicles but it's very very lovely and um, they basically said um yeah, so they were like, "Would you want to do you want to borrow a car for, for three months?" And I was like, "Yeah, go oh, on." Wow. And one, one of, well, one of the cars they lent me was what well, I would initially would have considered the, uh, the, the the ugliest of the the minis. That is the 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 countryman because it's a massive car. It was I was like, "Oh, it's that's not a mini," and that was always the, the that's always the line that classic mini owners have always said it's like no yeah. minis aren't minis they're massive yeah anyway so i had this this countryman arrive in my driveway and i was like Ugh, it's yeah it'll, it'll it's a free car i can't complain kind of thing anyway it was john, john cooper works version of the countryman three months later i did not want to give it back i was like this car is brilliant <laughs> this is a literally countryman it, I, 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 I spent, like going now to being a woman as well i thought when i have kids <laughs> This is the car I'm going to have because I can fit the kids in the back. There's plenty of space in the boot, and it's I can big. bomb this around huge. the corner hard. I know it, because my friend's got one right, and um, I didn't want to come out of it. <laughs> I was like, can I live I in here, fun. please? <laughs> it's yeah, no, they're, they're they're really really cool. So um, yeah, no, I I I I'm a soft spot for new mini. If I had to get if I had to get an, a new car i was going to say boring but they're not boring so that doesn't count as as unfair of me if i had to just get a new car i think a mini would be the way i'd go down yes definitely Um, yeah for sure there are there there are plenty of brands that i that i love but most of them i could not afford like the other thing is i get on really really well with bentley oh Bentley. the the last bentley i borrowed cost more than my bloody house and (laughs) i was I was like, this is fantastic but i could never afford one but um it's in terms of an environment Oh, the interior and the design of the interior. It's just every, everything is thought about. Everything from where you sit, the things that you smell, the, the things that you touch. And it's um, just like, for example, the back of the, the – on the steering wheel, it's got paddle shifts as well if you want to change gear. And the back of them is this beautiful little texture design. And just to drive along and just kind of feel that texture, I'm like, hmm, that is nice. <laughs> There's a lot of those, hmm, that is nice moments when you're driving a Beverly. <laughs> have, you, um, have you been approached by any fashion brands? at all um so not direct you know what yes actually yes i'm going to take okay. that back so i I'm, i am a kind of an unofficial ambassador for a motorbike um clothing company called malay london and i okay. love their stuff um but then in terms of kind of actual normal clothing when after i called out a lot of these brands one of them was this brand called deus ex machina okay. um which is a motorcycle apparel brand and literally they 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 make these super cool t-shirts and uh, jackets and they're right. really really cool however until literally about three months ago they didn't produce anything for women at all and it was just very frustrating and i was like but why not? These are, these are literally designs. You just have to pop onto, you know, something that fits a woman and then you're done. Like, what, what's wrong with us, basically? Yeah, exactly. And 
but I called them out of this and um, they basically sent me an, an email because I didn't tag them or anything. So I'm not going to be so mean to do that. Just people who know who the brand are, I'm going to make sure that, yeah. So um, anyway, <laughs> that one of the founders of Deus Ex Machina sent me an email and said, Amy, we are so sorry that, you know, it's taken us so long, but we are actually producing our own, you know, our, our female uh, brand uh, line of, um, of clothing. And we'd love for you to, to have some of our items. And I was really, I was quite yeah, flattered by that. And I was like, you know, that's awesome. So it's, in terms of being approached by anybody, I get I get to work with a lot of people. I get to kind of use people's products and yeah. and you know chat about them if I like them. And um, so that's a, I'm in a very fortunate position to be able to do that. Um, but what's funny, funnily enough, a brand that I would love to not necessarily a single brand, but a, a you know a pair of a, a clothing side of things. Um, I'm I'm a glasses wearer. I wear glasses 24 right. seven. 24 seven. I don't wear it when I sleep. But when I'm awake, I yeah, wear glasses same here. All the time. I'm totally blind and, without um, them. It's funny, actually, the other day I was I was quite tired and I had a shower and I didn't wash my hair. And I realised I got out of the shower, I realised I still had my, my glasses sat on top of my head. That's a new one, I've not done that. Before. I was like, where are my glasses? I was like, oh, they're still on my head. And so, um, and so yeah, I'd, I'd love, I think in terms of spectacle wear, it's, that's quite handy that, you know, there's never been a, a case of men's glasses and female glasses that's that's always been pretty pretty good so right. and the design of, of of spectacles is is also something quite wonderful because you've got so many different um materials i think yeah. you can play with and um yeah so that's super cool and yeah it's i just add it's the, the glass i've got at the moment about way about two grams or something like that so that's quite incredible from it from a from a technical point of the design is um it's fascinating wow yeah, yeah um <laughs> I was just wondering because you know, um, like cars and um, menswear, and and I'm thinking to myself, you know, like people like Hackett, you know, mm. you know, like um, Hackett, even Gibbs and Hawks, and all of these guys, and um, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, how comes, you know, you know, you can see the car because cars are such a huge thing in menswear. It's always mm. been there, and it's like a massive influence. Um, you know, you've got. You know, there's like Cadillac being used by Gucci, you know, everything that you see, um, cars are, uh, it, because it's a man, you know, again, it's a, it's a man's world kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. do the other thing I wanted is one of my friends asked me to ask you this, the way men see cars, right? Do women see this, the cars the same way? No, I, I would <laughs> I think there's some crossovers for sure. And, you know, some women do see them as ways some men see them, some men see the same way as some women see them. But for, I would, I would have thought from my own experience that it's quite different. So from what I gather, men are very interested in the performance side of how fast these machines can go, how they corner, their handling, their, um, just a lot of the, the technical side and then I'm like, oh, let's have a look under the, under the bonnet at the engine then. And yeah. I'm just like, it's for, from the female point of view, I've noticed more women interested in the design, in the, the environment that a car gives them. Like that, that's going to be a place you're going to spend quite a lot of time. And so yeah. suddenly that's the more interesting point for, for them. And it's just a, a quite different way of the, the, the way that men and women do look into um well, cars as, as, as a whole, whether that be classic or modern. And I know for, for me, for a start, if I'm, I consider myself a petrol head, but if somebody's like, do you want to have a look at the engine of my classic vehicle? Yeah. I will politely say yes, but I'm not that interested because <laughs> it's just not something that I, it's just it's not my interest. I, I, I want to know what, 
yeah, the, uh, literally the design. I, yeah, when I same photograph here. a car, I suddenly see everything that that car is about in terms of design. It's, it's all mm. about the visuals for, for yeah. me personally. And I think it's a lot of the way that a lot of women also look into, into cars as well. Yeah. Um, but again, there's not very many of us to ask. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, but what, what about you? Like from, from being a car lover yourself, are you more interested in what's under the hood? No, or more I'm visuals? more interested in the design of it and the style of it. Um, I think it's exactly the way you, you're saying it. That is the way I would be. Um, I am. Um, mm-hmm. If somebody said, oh, you know, you need to look at the engine. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh look, there's a clutch, yeah. Um you know, um <laughs> I'd be looking yeah, at the more of the design aspect of it, the yeah, uh, you know, the whole style of it. And it's it's really you know, being in menswear and all that stuff, um uh, when I see a jacket or something it's really it's the opposite it will I'd be like oh, it's a great jacket but I just want to know how it works and all that stuff so it's mm-hmm. really weird how the functionality of a jacket or a clothing will come first in my head but with cars it will be the style the design and then maybe look inside <laughs> how the yeah, engine I, works you know that might come it, in later <laughs> you know? yeah no exactly and um you know it's it's I, I don't. I think there's, there's obviously some definite crossovers. So, yeah. for example, a, a, a friend of mine is a is a car designer, and you know he a lot of a lot of, of people in car design are blokes. So obviously, they it's it's not it's definitely not one is one and one is the other. Um, and some of the, the the greatest females I know are incredible racing drivers, and yeah. you know great at the mechanic side of things. And um, this, so there's always crossover. But as a general rule of thumb from yeah from, from my own experience, I would say that women are definitely more interested in the experience of a car of just how it feels and looks rather than necessarily its performance um but we can still appreciate that of course of (laughs) course as always last question what would you um say to anyone who wants to become a photographer in what you're doing in cars um, what would you advise them my advice to them would definitely be if you if you love it then absolutely run with it and do it because it's it is the what I consider the, the the best job in the world and it's a job I never ever ever thought I would do but just by saying yes and and even if you don't know how to do it just say yes and give it a go that is by far the, the best way to learn the quickest to, to get the best experience yeah. and I suppose at the end of it hopefully create a life not even just a job but a life you really enjoy yeah. and my entire entire life is now surrounded by classic cars and motorcycles and uh, photography just happens to be a, a part of that so wow. um it's yeah definitely if, if you if you if you love what you do then yeah. you will find a way to do it Absolutely. and hopefully hopefully there's a way that you can if you want to you don't even have to hopefully if you want to make money from doing it then you'll find a way to do that too whether it be working for somebody working for yourself when you have a passion it's you don't when I mean, you get tired but you have such a lot more resilience and drive just to try and make it work because you love it and yeah. you just want to do something you don't mind working 85 hours a week 
for six weeks over summer because <laughs> you're just like, but I like it. Yeah, <laughs> so, I love it. I love doing it. And it gets to a point do. where your body's yeah. like, but I'm tired. And you're like, oh no, I'm tired. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it, for, for, I think for, in, in, for anybody, whether just being automated photography or design or whatever your passion or passions are, if you can create them and kind of merge them, it's, 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 it's the way to do it. It's, um, it's basically the funny thing about photography is photography is only ever the same about design, you know, yeah. or clothing. You, it's, you have one skill. So for me, photography and okay, cool. I, I like taking pictures, but you almost, you need that second passion to take photos off. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, a lot of it's about people. And um, so that's how I end up falling into cars because I photograph people around it. So I, I get to kind of merge two of my passions together and certainly you, you've, you've got some pretty cool things going on. So um, yeah, it's, that's probably, that's probably the advice I'd give. I would say that, um, you know, looking at your images and all that stuff, I'm always inspired. So when I'm doing my design work, your images, I have, I look at your images and my mood boards and all that stuff comes together because Amy's images of her cars and everything it's just I don't know what to say but they're so inspirational um I'm a huge fan Amy of your work so um thank you huge huge fan and I love what you do and um yeah I can't wait to see more um of those of images of the cars and the bikes um and you know even if you go and traveling the images that you pick up of classic cars on your way um but I've, all I have to say to everyone, you have to look at Amy's work. Um, you know, it's the most inspiring work. And as a designer myself, I find your work so inspirational. And I'd love to say um, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to coming on Menswear by a Woman. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on board, <laughs> Amy. It's, I can't wait to one day meet you face to face. You know, I mean that would be that would be lovely. It's been such such a, a pleasure to to come on and be able to talk to a woman about you know these these things. Oh as well. my god, it's, cars uh, are like the most. You know, I love cars and bikes. Um, I remember um, it's like um, I wanted a Barbie once upon a time when I was a kid, um, and I wanted the Barbie car. My brother came home with a Batman and a Batmobile. So I was the only girl at school with the Batman bill and the Batman. That, you, you were definitely the coolest girl at school, for sure. And I was just sitting there, and I, my friend was um, sitting with her Barbie and a Barbie car, and she goes, why have you got a Batman and a Batman bill? And I'm thinking, oh, if only I knew. But it, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was my brother who got me here. And I never, I think from there onwards, from the age of seven, I've been in love with cars all the time. And looking at your images just like one of the best 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 ever instagram images i've ever seen of cars it has to be amy Shaw. thank you oh, amy once again thank you so much <laughs>